Good morning. It's the 9th of March 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakonyero. Let's see what's happening on the health scene. Uganda scientists are at the tail end of making a COVID-19 drug with its variant which will be used to treat the public. President Yoweri Museveni in January this year officially launched Uganda's first clinical trials for a drug at Bolago Hospital after the Ministry of Health received funding in terms of equipment from its partners abroad. The president was speaking at the commemoration of the International Women's Day at State House in Tebe. He said although at the beginning the scientists faced challenges, now all have been resolved and within a few months the drugs will be ready. We are also working on the vaccine ourselves because we don't want to depend on others. It took us a little bit of time because when we were looking for the things to use, they said, you Africans, what are you looking the vaccine for? You wait, we shall get it and send you. Can you imagine? You Africans, you don't have a, a good name in the world. But we said, no, we shall get them. If you, if you don't give them, somebody else will give them to us. Now we have everything. We are in the process of making our own vaccine. Not only for the, because it's the old corona, the other virus which started, but now there's a new one. So we have to now. The, the, music, the music of the original one. So after our people are now targeting the music now, they are no longer, so ours may end up being much better. Museveni encouraged the women movement to direct their efforts at improving the socio-economic lives of women rather than advocating for their rights alone. The state minister for gender in charge of culture, Peace Mutuzo, has warned men against stealing the incomes of their spouses instead of helping them grow. Your Excellency, our field reports have indicated an increasing level of economic exploitation against web beneficiaries by their spouses. Some spouses have abandoned their traditional roles and responsibilities, and they demand for money from their wives at the expense of the project. I call upon men to support their wives. Economic exploitation of women has to stop if we are to register economic gains from women's hard work. The National Women's Council wants the president to allocate more funds to women's livelihood programs to help those who might have lost their businesses. The chairperson of the council, Hajat Farid Kibawa, says women with personal businesses are among the most hard-hit group by the effects of COVID-19 who need to be financed to save them from collapsing. Kibawa, who was speaking at the celebration to mark International Women's Day in State House in Tebe, said the Women's Livelihood Program has greatly benefited many women and the funding needs to be boosted to benefit other women, especially in the private sector. Our dear president, women report to have been hit hard by COVID-19 in their enterprises, which is somehow completely losing businesses after losing their capital. It is our humble request to increase funding for WEP to enable recapitalization of struggling women, struggling mothers with their enterprises, as well as financing more women groups. We thank you, Mr. President. Kibo also asked the president to increase the funding for the project against gender-based violence because the vice is still ongoing. A total of 16,242 cases of gender-based violence were reported to the Uganda police for the period of January to June 2010-2020. Mr. President, gender-based violence has proved to be real and a threat 
to humanity, especially to women and girls. We call upon for vigilancy from different stakeholders to combat this scourge. We wish to appreciate all those that stood strong and continue to support their families, especially the men. We thank you, Mr. President, for being the male champion. It is our humble request, Your Excellency, that the government of Uganda consider increasing funding towards BBV prevention and response at all levels. The UN Women Representative Rose Malang said they will continue to support all the projects aimed at uplifting the lives of women. Our priorities going forward will include promoting civic education and Ubuntu Mulamu in close collaboration with NICE Uganda, supporting gender equality and human rights, facilitating agro-industrialization and tourism, as well as greater investment in human capital development and financing the SDGs. I invite participants to read our Sustainable Development Cooperation Framework 2021-2025 on our website for more details on our commitments. Together, we can build a modern society in which no one is left behind. I end with a quote from Nelson Mandela. While poverty exists, there is no true freedom. End quote. I pray that we may unite today through women empowerment to achieve true freedom for all. Women in the different leadership positions have been asked to effectively use them to support children with special needs. The appeal was made to women by the head teacher of Uganda School for the Deaf in Tinda to Muhaira Mary Juliet saying a number of children with special needs have been abandoned by their fathers leaving the burden only to mothers. Tumuhaire says it's the role of women in leadership positions to advocate for the rights of children with special needs. I'm happy to see that today is a women's day and I wanted to encourage all women to celebrate this day uh, peacefully and enjoy it wherever they are. And I want to request you that uh, ladies, wherever you are, in whatever office you are holding, use that office to see that we help these children, more especially the children with special needs. Meanwhile, Tumahiri has called for unity among women, saying it's the only way to sustainable development. I also wanted to request you that among us women, there are those who are somewhere. But as women, we together we can. I'm requesting that we help each other so that we see all women being lifted up. Talking church, the Vicar General of Arua Catholic Diocese, Monsignor Castro Adetti, says Oluko Catholic Parish will remain closed until calm returns to the parish. He says none of the priests who served there until the recent saga of the forceful eviction of one of the priests will be reposted to the parish because the parish is not yet safe for the priests to serve there. Father Adeti advises the parishioners to congregate for mass in the nearby churches in Oluko. What the Christians can do is uh, maybe they can go to the neighboring parishes and attend this. There they are free to go and attend there. Moreover, this is only for the central part there. Other chapels within Oluko can continue with it. those other services, although without mass, they can render their services. Uh, it is not uh, up to them, uh, the administration of the diocese is in the hands of the bishop. The assumption that uh, the other two can work there without a problem is insufficient because to work there you need a parish priest. The others 
are merely assisting the Polish priest in the work. So the Polish priest has to be there. And so far, if the bishop says the Polish priest uh, cannot now function there, the others equally will have problems. Father Kennedy Oziga, the parish priest of Oluko, was evicted by Christians on allegations of corruption and lack of development in the area for over 15 years of his service in the parish. Irate youthful Christians claim their former complaints to the head of clergies in the diocese to fix the gaps never yielded any fruits, prompting them to take action. Consequently, the church leadership in Arua Catholic Diocese intervened and evacuated two other priests caught up in the ensuing commotion to save them from possible attack by the agitated community members. Still in Arua, unknown people on Sunday morning lynched a suspected motorcycle thief in Nivasel, a windy reward in Arua Central Division. The suspect identified as Angutoko Francis, also known as Alliance Mamu, who is 32 years of age and a resident of Olumini Cell in Driwala Ward in Ayivu Division, was beaten at about 8 a.m. near Bamboo Restaurant along Eyau Road in Arua City. According to a police report, it suspected the deceased stole a motorcycle from Ediofi Cathedral Church during Mass. The angry mob reportedly cited the deceased with a motorcycle and descended upon him. The LC1 chairperson of Ewanyapa village in Pajulu sub-county, Stephen Buga, confirmed the incident. The police spokesperson of Northwestern region, Josephine Angusia, warns that cases of theft of motorcycles are on the rise in Aroa. She cautions motorcycle owners to be vigilant and to take extra security measures. We therefore advise our members of public, especially the riders of motorcycles uh, like border border riders and any private rider to be very careful of these incidences of robberies and avoid moving at odd times in the night and then be vigilant while carrying people uh, from one place to another. Then we are also advising the same riders or owners of motorcycles to be aware of some of these customers who could be pretending to be good clients in the end connive with other thieves to steal their motorcycles. Uganda joins the rest of the world to commemorate this year's International Women's Day. The national celebrations have been held at State House in Entebbe with President Yoel Museveni as the chief guest. As the country celebrates the day, Jolie Kajira Tumwine, a local leader in Barara City, says a lot has been achieved by women, especially economically, noting that many women are taking care of their families. Relatedly, the Kashari North Member of Parliament-elect Basil Bataringaya Rwankwene wants women to be role models and strong pillars in their families and country at large. So as our women celebrate, I call upon the women to use this chance to remember that they are pillars of development in this country. What they say and how they handle their children matters in the development of this country. But Aringaya cautions women against irresponsible behavior like excessive alcoholism. There are also women who take alcohol beyond the measure. So it is my advice that for you women to keep your, your status in society respectable, please if possible, leave the drinking completely and you will be set good examples to your children. And as a result of this, the country will move forward in the development phase. Meanwhile, security operatives in Rizi Rizon have advised parents to offer more protection for their children as cases of child kidnap 
escalates. Samson Kasasira, the Rizzi Region Police spokesperson, says most of the cases so far recorded point to kidnap for racial purposes. The latest incident is that of Shafiq Kalule, a senior one student at Ntungamo High School, who was allegedly kidnapped by an assailant few weeks ago and later found dead in Yamitanga in Barra City. We'll see what's happening on the regional scene. Uganda's representative in the East African Legislative Assembly, Mary Mujenyi, wants Ugandans to put emphasis on production of quality products if they are to compete on the international market. Her calls come shortly after Kenya suspended the importation of maize from Uganda and Tanzania due to presence of high levels of aflatoxins. Mugenyi says Kenya's decision is likely to affect Ugandan maize farmers since most of the maize is exported to Kenya. She now wants the government to sensitize farmers on production of quality agriculture produce if they are to penetrate the international market. Moving on, the State Minister for Animal Industry, Lieutenant Colonel Bright Ramirana, has warned people against politicizing the foot and mouth disease outbreak in the various parts of the country. The minister says this will hinder the government's intervention to curb the spread of the disease. Ramirana discloses that so far 24 districts have received foot and mouth vaccines, warning that the country is likely to lose a lot if the outbreak is not controlled. The Animal Disease Act does not allow moving of livestock or livestock products from or through an infected area. So I would like to advise uh, that uh, these guidelines have been saturated. I am very confident we shall handle this FMD outbreak effectively, but I need your support. That brings us to the end of the news around Uganda. I'm Lydia Lekwonyeru.